Hello friends, welcome back to the Heart and Hustle podcast. I am Angelica Yard. And I'm Charisma O'Keefe, and I have no idea what number podcast this is because we have not recorded in so very, very long. But uh, if you have been a fan of the podcast for a while, you already know what we're about here. If you're new and you're just listening to the, for the first time, uh, we discuss business, entrepreneurship, wellness, and all those different areas in between. Um, we have been recording for many a years, <laughs> although this year we have not recorded very often. <laughs> I know we are definitely um, our podcast is definitely pulling into elementary school. Like it, you know, it's getting ready to do its timetables, its multiplication. Probably like second, third grade. Yeah, yeah. ready, yeah, ready for like up. multiplication tables. It's like tying his own shoes. Like the the podcast is definitely its best life. <laughs> yes, and I feel like twenty twenty three has been the year that um, everybody has had to take a break from things or just take time off from things. Um, or switch careers, or had mental breakdowns, or, you know, there's just been a lot <laughs> yes. going on. All of the things. I All feel the like, things. yeah, I feel like everyone I know has kind of had uh, some big growth moments this year and had a lot going on. So for us, I think we both had those personally and professionally. And so we're in, I, I can't say it's been like a bad year for either of us. Uh, yeah. We're having, know, look, offline, we're having kind of a right. good time. It's just that it's, <laughs> it's busy. Yeah, it's like it's just been so busy that it's been like, okay something's got to give. And I think every once in a while, especially when you're like us and you have multiple businesses and you have multiple things going on, you kind of need to restructure things every so often. So it was kind of a restructuring year for us. And unfortunately the podcast kind of got put on the back burner during that time, but we are ready to take the time to be with you weekly again. And we're excited about it because we really do love this space. I feel like we just have like the best listeners and you know, I love, I love the people who listen to the podcast. Like they're just fantastic. Yeah. So well, I'm, I'm excited to reconnect with everybody. Also connecting with I feel like podcast as a medium has also as an industry has experienced a lot of lows this year. There were a lot of very big layoffs. So a lot of people of, of the industry, a lot of podcasts have gotten shut down. Um, so that was also another thing to take into perspective, but people are still listening. I know numbers are not as high as like they were at the peak peak, probably in 2020, but they're still pretty strong. And we're still seeing people be reintroduced to podcasting as a medium, as an option for them. And I'm very interested and very excited to see so many more people look like us in the podcast space. Now, there are a lot of BIPOC folk who are out here making content, um, and a lot of it's about, there have been some really good, valuable new shows, that I think particularly this year, that have popped up that have really just kind of been people and creators being independently, like, just going for it and creating content and pushing it out with kind of no agenda, because I think the idea in 2020, 2019, 2020, 2021, particularly because of the boom of 2020, was that like, oh, there's just so much money in podcasting. So everyone who started podcasts, you know, extra uh, line of income and having extra stream of income and it, you can make a ton of money off podcasts because a lot of people do and a lot of people only podcast and that's genuinely not the case. Clearly that's a very, like everything content wise, like there's just a small amount of creators who make um, um, you know, millions of dollars on podcasting. Some of them are not good people. So it's like also, you know, fighting against that and the fact that investors have really backed out in the podcasting space. And so some of that money is not as readily available. I think it's still going back to the old days of like organic brand deals. And you're seeing some of the smaller brands still using podcasting as like a tester's market. So that's why you have your Magic Spoon cereals now in Target and like that's why you have your bevel entire, you know what I mean? Like I think of all these brands that started out as podcast brands and you're still seeing that now. So 
really yeah, looking and I feel like the way that people are consuming content has changed a lot drastically. <laughs> it probably continue to change a lot into 2024, but I feel like a lot of people are very burnt out on the cycles of you know Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, which is now X, whatever it wants to be called right now. Um, just like like creators who feel like okay, I need to put out something every day. And if you are a creative or if you are a small business, which many of you listening are, it's like you know like okay, yeah, there's social media, but I also need to do the thing that I do for a living, right? So I don't necessarily have the time to show up uh, in, in that capacity every single day for socials. There used to be a time where you could post on socials a few times a week and have a really great engaged following. And now certain platforms are like, we want you to post two to three times a day. And it's like, that's just unreasonable. So I feel like we're finally starting to see that pushback to where brands and creatives are saying like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. And because of that, I feel like we're seeing an uptick in longer format, like content creation, like podcasts, and even like blogging and stuff again, um, even the longer YouTube videos, because people are like, I'd rather put out something that is a bit more, you know, like quality thought out, whatever has a purpose, right? I should say has a purpose, uh, than just doing stuff for an algorithm. Because at a certain point, just because we've all used the same audio a hundred times, like, like what, like what is the point of watching that video per se? If there's no, there's no, there's no quality to it. There's no entertainment value. There's no informational value, et cetera, et cetera. So I think a lot of us have realized like, wow, we've all spent a lot of time wasted a bit on the internet and some of us are kind of over <laughs> it. And so I do think that we're seeing a shift in, you know, how that content is made. And to be clear, I do not think it's wasted time to be laughing at something on the internet. Cause I think that's great. I think whenever you're spending time laughing, that's a wonderful thing. But I do think that there's like a lot of clickbaity and like, you know, that sort of stuff that's on the yeah, internet. Navigating the internet and having, um, and this is like, a, you know, intelligence about the, the internet and the way it works and the way content is structured is a skill set that has to be learned and earned. You know what I mean? And so as newer people get onto the internet, a lot of times in different platforms newer platforms they really have to understand and be intelligent about the way that they consume some of the information and how to find fake information and the thing that I do unfortunately like I'm still on apartheid Clyde's platform um the thing that I like about it that I do find interesting for this reason nothing else because it's truly like it's a dumpster fire and I think it is happening but the community notes feature on x is one thing that I wish was on other platforms because it very much instantly debugs things as like, this is, this is not real. Like it's like just the community of people. It's not even ran by X employees. It's just people who are on this platform too. It's almost like the Wikipedia, you know, um, contributors, same folks, I'm sure. We're just fact checking things to be like, this is not real. And it's so quick and minutes after seconds, sometimes even after a tweet is up, people can be like, yeah, no, that's BS. And I wish that was the way on other platforms because specifically TikTok for that reason, because the TikTok audience is very young and impressionable. And when they see things there, they, a lot of times young, young kids, and I'm talking Gen Alpha kids, I'm not even talking about like the younger Gen Z, I'm talking about like the older Gen Alpha kids are, don't have that, um, that intelligence to understand what's right and what's not. And so, um, really there's a whole other like that's a whole segment to be talked about like just digital intelligence and understanding the way that the internet works and understanding how to sort sift through 
like fake things. And I think the thing that we were talking about with the book talk drama is a prime example because it was very clear that this person had fabricated these screenshots. Just on the first screenshot I saw alone, I was like, oh, that's fake. Um, and it took several people to point out these extra details to like see. So I'm like, if we got more of that thinking, then maybe people could start to digest content in a similar way. But like you said, people are getting burned out by short form content. Yes. A lot of people are going back to long form content. And, and also and return of people office. are burned out having to be like uh you know investigative journalists or right <laughs> to figure out yeah. if it's true or not. <laughs> like you gotta fact check and you gotta go yeah, look like up we've five been things. on the internet for well over 20 years <laughs> and you know we've been creating for that amount of time. And so it's like you know, of course, we're going to have more of an eye for for certain things. But yeah, I think other people are like, listen, I just came here to be entertained. And now like something that comes up, I'm in like a, a private black girl Disney group, right? And something that comes up a lot is somebody will have made like a fake movie poster. Oh my gosh. Every. The Fern Gully poster, please. Right. The Fern and Gully one has come up. Yeah. Because people will be like, this looks really real, but I don't want to get excited because last time I got excited and we're like, no, sorry, it's not. Yeah, girl, real. this is AI. So, <laughs> learning those those um, websites to go to where things will be real, learning how press releases work and things like that, which again, this is not like common knowledge for everyone. So I completely get it. Um, but yeah, it's like, I feel like, you know, myself and, and yourself and, and a lot of the people that we are in contact with, we've been very active online because of work for a long time. So we kind of know like, okay, well, if this website doesn't put it out or this source doesn't put it out, like then it's not going to be you know, factual. So yeah, that actually, I think that is a wonderful idea for a future episode to just kind of be like, do you want to know what is real and fake and not get scammed and things like that? Like, let's have a whole deep dive about it. Because I've done that with my child. Like we, there is, um, yeah. And I'll put the link in the resources when I look it up, but there's like a uh, digital citizenship course by one particular company that I really liked. And so as she has had to use a laptop for school for the first time, we went through that. Like we went through YouTube videos. We talked about like how to but find like fake articles and stuff like how do you figure out what's fake and what's not and how clickbait words and they have the all that resources so far if it's not too like and it works like she was like she's researched a couple things obviously for different assignments she's like oh i went to this page i knew what the clickbait was because it had all the signs and i was like good for you you know what i mean so if, like if a child can do it like you guys don't you're not too big at your big age like you can figure you like watch the videos and help them figure out and educate you because they are there are some things that are smarter like spam and scam everything is smarter than it was but i think also the other thing to do is utilize the tools and again this is a whole nother episode but i'm just gonna put like a a tidbit especially when it comes to the movie poster bit because images are big issue since mid journey has been released and some of the other um prompt um image creators is that people are taking some of those ai things and are like oh my god i saw this and it's like if you take 10 minutes just take 10 minutes use the tool figure out get in dolly like get your hands dirty you will understand how it works so that when you see that content out and about, like you will instantly know, like it's not, it's not real, like that's not a real thing. Um, so that's gonna be my last rant on like understanding how the internet works. The other thing I think about long form content and why it's working is the big push and the big shift to return to office, and that's why a lot of layoffs started in the beginning of the year. In every industry, it was that it was this this tangent of a hey, people are having hyper what the industry was saying, hyperinflated salaries, especially in the tech industry. So there were a lot of layoffs around that. And now they're rehiring at this point, but with the caveat of getting people back into the offices because these office buildings have sat empty for the past three years because of COVID. So through to people having to take positions, you know, we're in this economy, it's out of control to go back into the office. People are now picking podcasts back up. 
So you also think there's an opportunity there to pick up new audience members just through the fact that people are going back to that commute that they did not have for the past three years. And I think that's why podcasting is going to start to see a slower growth and a slower, like, picking back up next year. Like, I think the numbers next year will be a little bit better. They're definitely going to be better than they were last this year, this past 2023, and they're going to be infinitely better than 2022. Because I think 2022 is when we start to see people start to drop podcast they were just like okay this was cute i was at home for two years like now i'm out <laughs> i don't need to listen to this <laughs> but i still work from home so i don't you know i don't have so now people are working more so outside of the home i think that commute time is now being um people are trying to invest back into themselves and that's yet another big theme i'm seeing a lot of for the past two three years um investing in yourself so agreed so for those who are new i think maybe we should just kind of like you're like, who are you? Why are we listening to what? this? Yeah. Kind of <laughs> I was like, let's explain like what we do. So you go first, kind of explain like what is what is your career? Like what do you do? Oh my gosh. All that sort of stuff. I feel like I had the wildest evening yesterday. So I'm trying to be as clear and concise about what I do so that I'm not getting put into scammer territory. I feel like people be scamming. Both remind me of Chandler being from Friends, rest in peace, Matthew Perry, because like he had that career that like everybody's like, what do you do? And I feel like Genuinely, what did Chandler do? <laughs> yeah, that's what we can be like like sometimes especially like my friends understand more of what I do, but like my family is like, wait, what? Like my brothers understand obviously because they have very similar careers where they do uh, eight things. But you know, like the rest of our family is like, what? Like, so what? Like, what? <laughs> what are you so, doing on the yeah. internet? Um, hello, I'm Angelica Yard. I have been on the internet and content creator. I got started mainly doing graphic design um, in 2005. <laughs> I'm an elder. I was in high school, to be fair, so so fun. But um, no, I really got into that really quickly and it morphed into web development just because I was taking web development courses in school. And I was like, oh, this is cool. This is something I could do on the side. Obviously, MySpace was a big thing. So we all got our HTML like certifications and updating our layouts and getting it all fancy. But I was like, oh, I just want a personal layout. And I got really into the personal blog and design resources like group of the internet and because I was into design and like creating in all these forums and all these live journal groups and all these other creative entities of like meeting these people who are creative and people I'm still dear friends with to this day um which is you know the funny thing of planting those seeds um working with my husband at the time we were dating and we started to just you know, design things, create things, worked on creating this this design agency. And then that kind of grew into like a brand strategy agency. It's grown into so many other things, but um, for the most part, I do a ton of consulting, still some design work, a lot more educating in this aspect. Um, not too much development wise. Like oh, what development got crazy. So I was like, I can, like, I can go in and be bad if I got to, I don't want to. Um, it's just not where my ministry is. Yeah, so just I feel like we're we're kind of in that space of like educating, still to very much like design is life, branding is life, understanding how that works. Um, a lot more marketing in twenty twenty three, unfortunately, because that's just the, the the way of the world, and understanding how that's integrated. But yeah, just all over the place, doing all the things all the time. So I do have you know cloud service based business and client based. I do have a product based business that has clearly been on hiatus for the past two years because it's been hectic um we're always selling stationary and paper products so definitely uh have been having conversations about what that may look like for 2024 if there's opportunities to do small rounds of collections of that just because it's such a fun creative outlet but again 
looking at my 2023 calendar, like what started out with and what I've already started to agree to do in 2024. I'm like, why do I keep saying yes to things? <laughs> the whole point of backing out of some stuff was to have a break. You're like, like really, I'm in Joseph Yard and I say yes to things. <laughs> I like I really backed out of some things this year at the end of the year, which is why we're back, you know, recording because we have more right. time and flexibility. But it's so funny because I feel like I've already like agreed to do, do more things for 2024. I'm like, oh, I'm replacing those things with more things to do so I mean I really feel like my like origin story is like pretty much the same as yours but like you just like take out design and add photography yeah, that's out, add photography like, and add um or take out like web design and like throw in you know like more like physical like creative nonsense and yeah but it's, it's pretty much the same but essentially now like the majority of my my days are spent um doing business and marketing consulting um for a variety of different types of businesses and uh entities entities sounds like i'm dealing with gods or something that's that's just they're all humans i love the idea of (laughs) coming up to you and be like i have a brand problem which spoiler alert he does um (laughs) yeah it's so um you know it's all over the place It, it, it might be more marketing specific it might be social media specific it might be uh, someone who isn't starting a new business might simply be somebody who's scaling up. So it's kind of all over the place with that. And so, yeah, I do a lot of consulting. And then I also now, which is newer, two years in, I own a real estate business with my husband here in Central Florida. Um, and he is like an actual uh, real estate agent. And then I work alongside with him and I do more of like our admin stuff, our marketing stuff, uh, you know, that sort of thing. So we've been doing that for about two years and it's scaled up really well i'm i'm really proud of it because i feel like not to say that he's not great because he's amazing and anybody who knows him knows that he is like the best person ever and i'm obsessed with him however i feel like we've been able to scale really quickly because of my experience in, in entrepreneurship so that's yeah your that, marketing expertise in the yeah, way that the digital I, and I really push him like marketing wise yeah. because he he's great at sales because he's just genuinely a wonderful person. So it's like he can talk to anyone. He can relate to anyone. He's just being genuine with that. But I've been pushing him more like with marketing and I'm like, come on, get out there. You got to let him know. Like, you know, so yeah, we, we've been we've had like a good two years with that. So that's been awesome. And then, you know, the way that like I I kind of came up into my career was through uh, a mixture of like events and photography, um, often being a, a wedding uh, photographer, a portrait photographer, a boudoir photographer, that sort of thing. Um, and there was a long, long part of my like better part of a decade where I did that only where it was just only behind the camera. Um, but then I kind of layered in different creative things into it. And so now I don't step behind the camera as often, but I still feel like it's something I do. Like it comes up. I think about maybe like last month, I probably did two sessions. I don't advertise for photography anymore. It's like, it's not something that I advertise that I'm doing, but it just comes up. People find my my work and then they'll be like, hey, I want you to do a session. And, you know, I typically say yes, unless I don't have the capacity to do it at the moment. Um, I won't as easily agree to weddings because they're a completely different sort of beast, right? So I don't always have the time for that, but I normally have the time for a one-off session. And I still do love that art form. I just think that I got really burnt out from it because of the, like my goal was to make it as like a Disney photographer. And like, I did that. And by the time I like got to that goal, I was shooting sometimes like multiple weddings a week. And that was like, 
too much. Like it was just like, I feel like I remember that feeling where if I had like a wedding on a Friday and a Saturday and maybe like a portrait or two during the week, then on Sunday, my body would hurt. <laughs> and I was just like, I would just want to like lay and do nothing on Sunday. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is a lot. So yeah. So now I've scaled back on the photography side of things, but I still do it here and there. And then I also have a product-based business selling candles, which is really fun. But unless I want to buy a gigantic warehouse and hire a giant team, it's not something I can do all the time because it takes a lot of physical uh, production to, to get the candles out. Cause I make hand make each one of them. So still trying to decide, like I I've been doing that seasonally now. Um, and I think I'll continue doing it seasonally, but I am talking about, you know, adding in some other products, which you and I have talked about. So I'm, I'm excited to kind of see where that goes this year, but yeah, I kind of, just continue to do a whole bunch of different things because life is short. So why not do all the fun things and enjoy stuff and, you know, uh, just create, you know? So yeah, I feel like we both get paid to do a lot of cool creative stuff and then sometimes some boring organizational stuff. Oh it's a good gosh. mix. <laughs> like, please get your organizations together before you call me. Um, yeah. Like my, <laughs> my systems are really great. And, and a big, like part of the reason is because it, it helps me sleep better at night. But the other reason is because I'm like, God forbid I ever get sick or something. And I need you to come like handle my organization stuff. I know you will like read me for filth if like all my systems are a hot mess. So I'm like, I keep them on point just in case I'm like, I'm not, I'm not trying to end up in the hospital and have you be like, girl, what are these systems? <laughs> It's fine. They're multi-million dollar corporations. I, I say that every day, every single day I log in it's and I'm like, what are y'all doing? Y'all are wild. How do you make this and, much money? And you know, what's really crazy is like, cause you know, part of like consulting, like you end up going into a whole bunch of different types of businesses and you know, you're kind of like kind of a part of the team, but not really part of the team type of thing. So you kind of see what's going on behind the scenes. And there have been businesses that I've been like, hey, um, maybe you guys should like, I don't know, like just simple things like maybe you should alphabetize this so you could find these or something wild, like that. Wild, 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 wild like, naming functions are right. probably the biggest issues inside And people of will be like, no, we're, we're like, that's, that just sounds like a lot of work. That sounds like, wild. Okay. Because it'll be a simple thing. I'll be like, hey, I need uh, this particular form. And they can't find it. No one can find anything. This particular thing, blah, blah, blah. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, like I, we got to ask three people and then it's gonna yeah the other thing they use is like paper. the excuse of like because a lot of these corporations and companies um have a lot of high turnover for obvious reasons and so yes. my favorite things when they're like well that was so and so so it's so hard to find things so and so and da, da, da. i'm like maybe yep. you have a like company-wide yep. system and having structure maybe. and then maybe adopted department by okay. department and like have your leadership you know anywho that's the stuff that we like got to <laughs> deal with <laughs> so i want to kind of dive into since we you know haven't been recording a lot this year i want to kind of dive into like what are three things we both like learned as a takeaway this year i guess this could be like personal or professional or you know like a, a hybrid um but like just three main main things that we took away from the year yeah we'll do uh we'll piggy like ping pong yeah go back um i will say my number one thing which it's very frustrating because i don't like it is self-advocation i am not uh, the, yes. I, I genuinely i hate <laughs> like if i could hire a uh a personal lawyer um i need a lawyer to work with me to advocate for me and like when i have problems i just would like to call my personal lawyer who i'm paying hourly for some reason just live with me to just speak up on my <laughs> behalf when i need to have something said or done 
Um, and it's very much in, in bigger, stronger, say like in, in things that are, I would say not just in situations of conflict, but really like having to set out a boundary. And I know it's 2023 and you guys are so tired of the word boundaries because same, I, I am very tired of hearing about people's boundaries, but it's true. It's very true. Like if you don't have boundaries, people love to just like walk all over your yard and you have to very much create very strict and, and sound boundaries for yourself because if you don't, no one else will. That's a fun thing to learn um, in, your, in my big old age is that mm-hmm. if you don't do it, no one else is going to do it. So you just got to get up and create your own boundaries, build your own walls say your nose, which I'm, I'm good at no, and I'm good at being like other people's, like I'm usually the person, I'm the lawyer. So I usually people call me to set right. boundaries for other yeah. people. So I think that's what the issue is. I'm like, well, who do I call? <laughs> like, oh, it's me. It's, it's, it's I. Yeah. Um, exactly. Like people, I don't think people even realize like I have like a, a set thing that it's like, it sounds like a joke, but it is literally real that like, I basically have you like approve my friends. Yeah. <laughs> after some choices have been made let's be, let's be fair it wasn't like i just came in and like no, no we just had some to. it was I definitely decided. i was like you know what i was like i think that i'm in a place in my life where because you don't want it to be like your husband because that's weird like you don't want like you know well you yeah because then it seems like he's in a controlling situation right. you don't so give like, them that I much a power person who i can trust who i know that like after I've hung out with a pe- somebody for a few times, like let me run them by you to make sure like is this going to be? Are am I missing red flags here? You know what I mean? Yeah, and look, so, there, there are still some yeah. red flags that get missed because Florida really attracts scammers. Like it just is why it just it, it's a place that attracts scam. I don't know what it is, and I think maybe it's the lax laws and that people really can't get away with. Your record has been stuff. perfect for me though so far. Like all all the friends that I've made since you, Ooh, you know, taken over have been great. So girl. I'm going through Maybe it. Maybe not yours for you, but I'm saying the ones <laughs> that you've approved for me have been perfect. So oh, true. I'm yes, yes, yes. yes. Yours for you have been good after this. Um, so yeah, I think self-advocation would be my my thing. Right. And that's exactly why that's on your list. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, so I think my first one would be that community is key. And I feel like I've always felt like I have like a good group of friends, like, you know, John and I are like members of the community, that sort of thing. But I also know that like, you know, the world is on fire and lots of things are bad and the economy like could be better and all these things. And I keep hearing like, Hey, you've got to build your community. You've got to build your community. It's not that I don't think that we had that before, but I think this year we were really like, we want to focus on it more. And I found that like, we had a very busy year work-wise, like we were stretched really thin when it came to work. So knowing that we had those people, even if it was just like, it was the simple things that we, you know, like needed community for, like, just like get me out of the house and have like, you know, coffee or tea with me, like, just like the simple things and like knowing that we can rely on community, but also like be there as part of the community. I feel like people underestimate how good it feels to show up for other people as well. And again, not in always the ways that, you know, there's some people that like have to show up for people in ways that are very like exhausting. If if I'm, you know, just like being honest, sometimes it's just like the little things you're doing with people that you're like letting them know, like, I'm here for you. And it's just great. I don't know. So I do think that like community is one of those things as we go forward with like, you know, I'm, I'm not impressed with any sides of government, like, you know, things like that. Right. So it's like, you know, you can't rely on the government, you know, you can't rely on necessarily our, our country, things like that. 
but you can rely on your local community. So whether it's like your friends or a local school or like your neighbors, like I think leaning into all of that is really important. And that's something we really tried to do in a big way, despite being like very busy with work. We're like, we've got to make time, even if it's, again, in simple ways, like ways to connect with our community. And I will say that, like, you know, us being here in celebration, it's like very, it's very easy to to be involved in community if you want to be, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of other people that value community here. Um, we even have like our little, like whatever for our community, it's like community, health, education, whatever, like the little standards for celebration. Um, so there's definitely like a lot of opportunities to just lean into that and be like, okay, I'm going to like show up and, and be a part of this. So yeah, we've, we've definitely been doing that. And I, I've got to say like, I don't understand how people who are parents like aren't relying on community. I see so many people that are parents that are like struggling hardcore because they don't have community. And like, you have got to build that up. Like Jen and I don't have kids yet. We know we eventually want to, I cannot imagine going into that without having like just your community that you can rely on. You know what I mean? And again, it doesn't always have to be like, I think people get nervous because they think like, Oh my God, if I'm like building community, then that means I've got to give everybody like, the shirt off my back, you know, type of thing. And it's like, sometimes just like people just want to like talk and like have like a shoulder to lean on. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not that hard. <laughs> I love that you have like such good faith in humanity. If this is new to the podcast, this is charisma. It like truly haven't like leave the world behind like the ending. If you haven't seen the movie, but that's her thinking. It's like, yes. All I, like, humans are good I, at the, at the end of their core. And I'm sitting here and I'm listening to this, which I like, I don't disagree. I do think, everyone needs community but i'm also like some people don't have community because they're bad people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, um. <laughs> yeah I, I don't know it's like i definitely think that like there's a lot of people that think it's like harder than it it's is not it's, it's not hard i think um yeah. I, and you it, know as we reference why they they think that like it's i just yeah I, like do and i get it like it's it's again it's just, it can be all slippery slope because like like we've talked about with me i've had friendships where i'll let people like bulldoze right over me but i feel like like you don't like what i've learned is like you don't have to do that right like you don't have to be like here's my food here's my home here's the shirt off my back you can literally be like hey, do you want to go for a little walk and have some tea? And that is also being a good person, a good friend, and a good member of your community. You know what I mean? Definitely agree. Definitely got to have an episode about this because I have so many thoughts and thinking. But I will say, no, because I agree with you. I, I yeah. genuinely do. I just know from the like being in so many, and I think I've observed humanity um, this year a lot. That's been a, a thing that I've been doing. It's just understanding the way people think. And it's so interesting mm-hmm. how... Um, transactional people feel things have to be and so a lot of people don't have they community do. because they very much feel like hey they, they don't like that like the, this idea of just like going to coffee or just being around because just yeah it's not, it's not up to par very like, much for like I'm so individual yeah yeah even that they just know they want like a vibe like they like everything that we do as a, like a friendship has to be like on the level of like content you know what I mean like it needs to be like we need to be going out yeah. to eat be spending money we need to be going on a trip we had a da, da, da. um we reference her live if you if you need the pack podcast which we've done at that time but friend jessica ramsey particularly yep. has real on her page about how she maintains her adult friendships I um it. please I check that out i'll try to find the link so we can drag that up because i think she did such a good job of explaining 
that it's work. And I think that's what you've also said. And so people just, they don't want to do it. Yeah. Like she said, like people well, just don't want to commit to doing that level of work. Like they just don't want to do it's it. So interesting to me. Cause I see people like the way that they will invest in trying to find a significant other is like so hard. <laughs> and like, I mean, these people have like spreadsheets and you know, they're, they're like, they're, they're getting like, they're it's serious. Right. It looks like an extra job. And I'm like, but yet won't want to put like any sort of effort into friendships. And I don't understand that. And I will say like, obviously because John and I have been together for so long, like we, you know, things just like work. So like, I'm not saying it's not work, but I'm just saying like, it's not, it's not new. So it's like, you know, we like, that's a part of my life that like, I know how to navigate, but I will say that like, I think it's just as important. Like my friendships with like you and Margo and Chris are like just as important in many ways. Like, I don't understand how, people aren't valuing these friendships higher because they truly are what make your life a lot easier and they make your life happier and feel like you make, they make you feel fulfilled. So I I just feel like, you know, for those people that are putting that effort into the romantic side of things, but not into relationships that don't have the romantic element, I'm like, you really got to, you got to rethink things because like, let me tell you, it's like the romantic side is dope. Like I love being married. I'm very obsessed with my husband. However, like my friends are amazing too. So it's like, I just feel like that it's just worth it to put the time and effort in. And it's not, again, it doesn't mean that you're giving somebody your all, like you should still protect your peace first. You should still fill your cup first, but you can still be a part of community and help other people and be there for other people and just spend time with other people. That's, you know what I mean? Like sometimes it's as simple as just as, as showing up. Yeah. Um, people overcomplicate it for sure. For real. I want to do a, a, like if whenever we do that, if we got to do one, whenever we do the episode about community, I would love to, I'm going to do some research about like adults who value adult friendships and what did they read when they were kids? Like, are you, uh... were you a babysitter club? person did you like read a lot because even i feel like harry potter had a still strong themes of friendships obviously i don't know but i I heard about it um like like joy luck club those type of books and i definitely read babysitter's club like so yeah i was a big reader and yeah that makes a lot of sense i'm very interested to see what people who Mm. who are really like into the idea of because almost is there is it because you, as children you read, or even the things you watch, like I was at beaches, I can watch it all day, every day, don't yeah. care. Like those type of things, like I said, Joy, Lo- Joy Luck Club, like Amy Tan, all of the things that she wrote, like those things that have very strong themes of like friendships, especially um, female friendships. No, yes. no Tino shade to anybody else, just the idea of like non-binary and women, getting, yeah. people and women getting together. Um and bonding is very strong for me. So I'm very interested to see if people who don't, that maybe we can find a guest who doesn't care about community or something. Talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know. Like, I'm just curious. We'd like to have you on our podcast. <laughs> I, I would like you to counter my, my thinking. Cause I really want to know why it is. And I don't know if it's from trauma. I think a lot of times it is. Um, yes. I, there, I, I'm yes, sure there are reasons and I want to get into it in a separate yeah. conversation. Cause I, I got, thinking and thoughts so i'll do some research we'll do my googles and come back um second thing that i think i've really learned this year um it's just kind of i i feel like look i've always been the hustle side of the podcast for the people who are new here who don't understand um and i still think that and I feel like I spent the beginning of the year being like, oh, working is absolute trash. I'm moving to a farm right now. I will never work again. If I look at a computer, I will straight up pull my eyelashes out one by one. Um, I think there is 
and like I said at the beginning, you know, now I was and now I'm adding more work to the thing. It's it's not for me the volume of work or even I think someone said this and I gotta figure out who said it, but it was like the balance is not having less work doesn't mean your life is more balanced. And having more work doesn't mean your life is less balanced. So it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there is you will find balance based on the quality of the work you're doing and the quality of the other things in your life. And that I think is the thing that I've learned. Cause I very much, I think being a person who did not come from generational wealth and just being like, oh, we're just going to work till we die. I don't know what else to do. And the idea was that more things meant that more money would happen, which in some cases it was, in some cases it wasn't. And that that's fine. Or I have to be in a season of busy and I can't have the balance because I have more when I have now, like I said, I feel like I'm signing up for the same level of work going into 2024, fully knowing that, but I feel like the balance is already better than it was previously. So it's not that having more work meant my life is out of control. My life is out of control because the quality of work was poor. And so I had to pick better work relationships and better work opportunities and better things to do that have now created this shift in this balance of like, oh, you can do that and you can work out and you can go for a walk in the middle of the day and you can go for coffee just to go for coffee and you can ABC. Like I can do all of the other things that I used to do before. It was just that I had picked a poor amount of like a poor, like some of the working relationships or some of the work that I was doing was not where I needed to be. So I think that was a, a an interesting lesson to learn, but I'm very, like someone articulated it yesterday in a video that I saw that I clearly don't freaking remember who it did. Otherwise I'll give them credit. Um, I'll try to find it and look it up. But that particular message I think is very true. It's the quality of your work that determines yes. what your balance looks no. like. Amen to that hundred percent. And also like full credit to you though, because we literally had this conversation like maybe a week or two ago and you said the exact same thing then because you were like, cause I was getting ready to work with somebody that might not have been the right sort of fit. <laughs> and I've already done that this year. And you were like, girl, no. We got to um, do our Google. Let's do our deep research. And we're just going to say no. It's not going to happen. And no, it's 100% true because it's like when you are so drained by by the working relationships you have and like who you're working with the type of work you're doing whatever when when those people are draining you it's like you when you're done you're like oh I am so exhausted that I don't have time for other things in my life I can't meet up with friends I can't go to the gym I can't you know I can't do anything like I'm too tired that's I've experienced that so much this year and after we had that conversation because it was about two weeks ago because afterwards I, you know, did a little bit of stepping back from one of my consulting situations and, um, that has been revolutionary and it's been like, wow, like I have energy again. I, I do have time to do all the things, blah, blah, blah. So it really does make such a difference. Like, and I think a lot of people think of like what they do, like the skills. So like, for example, if you are, you know, designing websites, you're like, well, if I design websites, it's, it's all designing websites. It's all, it's all the same. No, it's very different (laughs) is like a a nice person who's easy to work with, or even just a straightforward person who's easy to work with, good communication, whatever, versus somebody who's going to, you know, make your life a nightmare, that sort of thing. So, and I think that sometimes, especially as we both get into situations where we're having higher and higher paydays, right? It's like, 
sometimes you see that amount of money and you're like, oh, okay. And then, but you have to like back up and do that research to like, is this going to be worth that though? (laughs) So yeah, that's, that is a very, very good lesson. That's, that is a good one to take into 2024 for sure. Um, I think my second one is the importance of a Sunday reset. And I say Sunday because that's the day I like to do it. But I think you can do it on whatever day you. you I want. love a Sunday reset video, by the way. Like I absolutely have no interest in the idea of it because I yeah. just think I want to be against it. But I love the idea. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, I think that it's so nice to have a a chunk of a day. It doesn't need to be all day, but a chunk of a day that you know you're de- going to dedicate to yourself and maybe your home, your space. Um, so that you can just kind of get reorganized again. So for me, on like my Sunday reset, I'm not going to clean the entire house. Like there's days and times that I have throughout the week that we're doing certain things so that it it's not all going to be on Sunday, but I'm going to make sure that like certain zones are ready to like restart, you know, the week going forward. Um, and I'm also going to, I tend to go to the farmer's market on Sundays, I get kind of what I'm going to need for the week, um, you know, get all my fresh produce and stuff. And literally like a part of that Sunday reset is like the trip to the farmer's market. It's not just the food, but it's the time that John and I are spending one-on-one where we're like planning our meal, walking to the farmer's market, just talking. We typically go to um, the black owned coffee shop that has like a tent out there, black brew bros, and we'll get like a coffee and a tea. And like, we're just spending time together. So to me, that's also part of our reset. Cause if we had a busy week where we didn't get a lot of one-on-one time, this gives us that time, like just for us to kind of like connect. So I love that. Um, and then, like I said, we get our food for the week and then maybe do like a little bit of meal prepping, whatever. Um, and then I'll typically tend to do some sort of self-care activity, you know, I have a lot of curly hair. So often for me, it involves doing something with my hair. Like maybe I'll do a deep conditioner or something, but maybe I'll do like a face mask, something that, you know, just going to kind of help me going forward into the week. And then because I love to have like a list of what things look like, I like to sit down my calendar and kind of be like, all right, this is what the week ahead looks like. Make sure that John and I don't have anything um, that is like overlapping in like a bad way. Uh, so if we have any like major things the other needs to be aware of, like we make sure our calendars are like synced, ready to go. Um, and that we have things in place for the days that we need things in place. So it just makes going into the week so much easier. I feel like so much more calm. I feel like a lot of the Sunday reset videos online are very like aesthetics and like, they're not always like, it's like, I light this candle and you know, blah, blah, and you know, whatever. Oh, they get that, they get that vacuum out, that one Dyson vacuum and they vacuum with white carpets and that white couch every Sunday. And I love it. (laughs) Right. I feel like you, you can't just necessarily take a list that someone else says you have to look at. No, you have to have your your own. own, Yeah. What is your own life and what are the things that are going to help you? You know, obviously like if we had kids, the Sunday reset might look completely different. It might be like, okay, I'm going to spend an hour like waking up early and like being quiet. And then I'm going to like maybe make a lunch plan for the week or, you know, so there's different things depending on what you're doing. But it's interesting because like 
you know, I used to go to church every Sunday uh, for a long time and especially growing up and like, I don't really go to church as often now. Uh, we just never really found a church home that like was a good fit for us. And then like, I think we kind of forgot to keep looking. Um, and so it's kind of like that internal time where like, again, I, I grew up Catholic. So like the church is like really quiet. And so I, there was a lot of like internal reflection time on Sundays. So this kind of like brings that back. Um, but I don't go to church. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's, it's a lot of like just quiet time, you know, reflecting, preparing and giving ourselves permission to not feel it's weird because it's actually very productive, but it doesn't feel like productivity. You know what I mean? So it's like, it gives yeah. ourselves time to do things with ease and enjoy what we're doing. Well, there are things like that don't like produce right. income or there are not things that like right. produce like like you're not exercising through your sweat you know what I mean like there's just like yeah it's like intentional and in the moment so it just it mm-hmm. feels so relaxing even though it's like when you think about it, it's like oh we are doing healthy things for our body because we're like walking the farmer's market and we are doing you know things that will help move you're our, our body sure your heart and your brains are working because you're de-stressing right. by compressing and like exactly spending intentional time together and having good conversations so yeah sure. so it's it really just helps set the week. And, you know, I feel like, you know, building like a Sunday routine or a Sunday reset, like it's, it's not hard to do. And I used to feel like Saturday and Sunday, I was like, these are the days. Cause especially when John um, was a teacher. So we had such a structured, you know, like uh, schedule. And so I was like, Saturday and Sunday are his days off. And we are going like, full on. I was like, I need to be at a theme park. I need to be out. I need to be, you know, I was not interested in anything that wasn't like fully in my thought process, taking advantage of Saturday and Sunday. Like I wanted to be like out and doing stuff. And now I'm like, okay, like we, we have more than just Saturday and Sunday to have freedom and flexibility in our schedule. So like now we can spend part of Sunday, like just preparing for the week. Um, And then it makes the week so much smoother. And then we find ourselves on a Tuesday afternoon having free time again, or, you know, like a Thursday morning or whatever. I don't think we'd have that if it wasn't for that Sunday reset, because we would just kind of be starting the week blind and holding on for dear life. So, (laughs) and also like, yeah, and there's privilege in entrepreneurship and the type of jobs that you said, which you went out when he was a teacher, it was very like he could was have just, yeah, it was Thursday morning and like take off every moment of Saturday and Sunday because like we, there was, and by, you know, he had one of those jobs that by the time he got home, he was just too tired for us to do anything. So like we weren't going to go do something on a Thursday evening. Cause a lot of times people will be like, Oh, well teachers get off at, you know, this time. So they should have played. No, they're like scoop all of the time from being around your children because yeah dear lord <laughs> yeah so it's like a lot of teachers like you know i mean obviously if they have kids they just have to push through with what they have to do but they don't typically get off of work being like and now i'm full of energy so really we would take advantage of saturday and sunday to be like our time to go do fun things and now like it's not that we never will go do a fun thing on sunday but we just have certain parts of the day where we're like we're going to do our reset things and we like and enjoy doing those things so Oh my gosh, I'm gonna be so annoying, and I'm gonna follow you around with the camera and like set it up at the end of the farmers market and wait till you walk up to Black Black Rose Coffee and like order. I just I I'm scripting the video right now. I'm I telling just, you, I'm obsessed with the idea of the way that short form creators capture con- like I'm obsessed with the idea of people putting their phones and their cameras at the end of their driveway 
and like getting in the car and backing out, but then like parking and then getting the phone. I would, <laughs> love, the idea. I would love to, I want to watch the BTS from the way things are created. Like I, great that you created this a beautiful content. It's gorgeous. I want to watch the behind the scenes of you like almost forgetting your phone because you drove off and like come get it. It's so funny. Yeah, honestly, it's like I, I wish I was on the level that I could record all of what we're doing, but I'm like, I'm just absolutely not. I love you so much. (laughs) Is like that is enough, you know, at the time. Do not. I just love the idea of like a ridiculous like right being the personal video person and somebody else recording me record you to make a sunday reset video i think that'd be so funny (laughs) it's just the last i'm like the most i can do is like recording things from my point of view but i can't do the whole i I, love it it's so i I love that that. and i did think about that when i saw it because i was like oh and it is a creator that i i will say i like her but i did think about and i was it was really funny because i was like wait why like, and I get it. Like, I understand B-roll. Like, I, you know, I get it. But I was like, this is weird because you guys definitely put your your phone on, like, the ground or something and then you back the car. Yeah, up. I think it's wilder when you do it in theme parks. Like, I think Disney folks, that's what makes me, like, laugh. Yeah. Like, doing it in your house is also wild. But when people, and you watch them do it, it's very funny. It's, it's like, I get that, like, we need to know that you drove somewhere, but I guess I don't get why you can't. To me, what I would do is just, like, show, like, the passenger view of, like, the right, of the road. Guy. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, because then you'd still know, like, oh, they were in the car during this part. But no, people are very into, like, I'm going to put it here and, you know, I love it. or I love grocery this. shopping, which I'm thinking maybe sometimes they have another person. Oh, yeah, maybe. for sure. But, but I have seen a lady put her phone like in the them. aisle. I've watched a lady do it, like, in person. I've watched her put her phone in the aisle and, like, record her thing and then go get her phone. I feel like if I ever do content like that, it'll be, like, really funny. and It's very sarcastic. Yeah, it'll be, like, the guy who does um, those videos where he's, like, do you want to do this thing? It's free 99. It'll be like a terrible. Oh yeah, I love like, him. Yeah, it'll be like, welcome to like existential dread. It's free 99. And then at the end, he'll always do like, you know, cries in Shakira voice. I would be like him, but like making it like aesthetic and like lifestyle. Like, that'd be really it. Let's fun. Let's do actually. it. Um, we'll link to his Instagram. He's a fantastic Indonesian creator. So funny. It's like um, all of it's so true too. He's like, have you ever tried blaming everything on your parents? your parents? <laughs> Absolutely. Immediately. Yes, I, I have. It hasn't worked I was like, yet. I did try it actually. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm like ignoring all of your problems. I'm like, I also tried that. <laughs> it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah, he's super funny. Um, I think the third thing I was trying to think of things while I was imagining myself recording you guys with harms rocking and crack it up in my head um is very much just being open and willing to to doing and trying new things and just being okay with that like you know what I mean like I feel like there is I think if I were trying to put words into what I'm trying the feeling I'm trying to put into formation is that there is no right way so understanding and accepting that there is no right way, which I understand in other life things. Like I understand there's no right way to be married. There's no right way to raise your children. Uh, I mean, there's definitely a wrong way, but there's no like prescriptive, like this is the right way. There's no right way to cook certain, you know, there's certain like things in life that are customizable. I think in, in adulthood and being an adult and growing up and having a business and having a family and et cetera, that understanding that if there are certain things that you want to do, it's fine to do them the way you want to do it. And that's fine. And not everyone 
needs input on it. Not everyone has to be a part of a journey. Like we did a lot of traveling this year, um, which we, we, you know, we used to in years previously. And I think the way I travel, it's not the way that everyone, drives, and that's fine. And that's okay. And I, I very much um, haven't been on social media as much this year, especially since the little things have been happening and y'all know what things I'm talking about. So I have a very, I'm struggling so much with sharing content, especially during this season, just because I feel like a big portion of the globe is going through it. Um, and so I think, I, you know, as an entrepreneur, you go back to being like, well, I'm telling people to use social media, but I'm not using it. Am I, you know, but it, there is no right way. There's no right. That's the way I'm choosing to do it right now. And that's fine. Obviously I will promote our podcast um, as needed when we start to ramp things up. But I very much, I think I'm fine with just like, either you were there, you aren't there. You know what I mean? Like either you were there, you don't, or I see you when I see you and I update you on what I was doing or, and then that's it. Yeah, and you haven't um, been a social media girl for a long time. True, but I feel like I was occasionally like, I'll show you my stories like five weeks after it happened. Um, yeah. And now I'm very much like, and mainly in, in addition to just feeling icky. Yeah, about you've not the been state. a grid girl for a long time. Yeah, I'm not a grid girly. Although I did say, this is why I also like, I was like, oh, there's now private grids. So now you can have your grids to your close friends. Oh. So I was I like, maybe I will make a return to the grid, but that's like after the world gets together. Because who wants to see me like, and Ansel King, and, and there's people being murdered. Like, I just, that's where I'm struggling with social media right now. But I think even before all of the craziness was happening, um, which it always is, I know, but like in, in yeah. this mass, um, and again, there's so many areas, not just this one comma, there's so many conflicts and so many problems um, that I'm, I'm just personally not feeling like anyone cares about my new coffee. Um, and I take lots of coffee pictures. <laughs> so it's all living for me. It's all in my That's what I think is really funny is I think a lot of people who like we used to share more share in different ways. We still like take the photos and then. Oh, absolutely! I have so I've eaten at so many fun restaurants, and I have so many fun food photos and so many fun latte photos and drink photos. Drink boomer. I have so many boomerangs because I I feel like I've protected perfected the art of the boomerang this year, and just having like slow videos and like I've done I've created the content shared none of it it's all of my phone no one cares no one wants to see me walking around on the snowball in flagstaff like no one cares like i'm just like realistic is it making me any more money no i make the most money i've ever made this year by not doing any of that i genuinely like sharing content but i just i get so burnt out with sharing uh work like content for my work clients yeah that I don't have like the capacity a lot of times like afterwards to like act it's and it's kind of like you said like it's like I create it it's just like I literally just can't even like get it up like because I'm just like no I'm I'm exhausted but I like it because of the community aspect because I do feel like I meet so many people online and that sort of thing so I want to get better at it this year but I have not been good at it this year like I will look on my grid and then be like oh wow like that was a long time ago. <laughs> You're like, summer was so great. We're moving into spring break. Uh, yeah, and then I'll, I'll do like one post and like then I'll connect with people again on the post and it'll be great. And they'll be like, oh, like, that's so cool that like, you know, y- those are your, you know, Halloween decorations or whatever. And I'll be like, yeah, like that was so cool. Blah, blah, and we'll chat and everything. And then I look back and it's Christmas and I'm like, oh, I did. Yeah, I'm such a weirdo that. where I'm like, I still look at stories. Let me tell you, stories are my jam. Like I will look at people's stories all the time. That is where I talk to people. I literally reply to everyone's stories all the time and we start having these conversations, especially because I have so many friends who don't live here. And so I think yeah. by not showing up at all, 
is me being like, well, I don't want these friendships anymore. So I do nourish, right, nourish that's, them yeah, through it is, those areas. I'm sure they're like, girl, what are you doing? And it's like, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. But I'm talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> and if we are going into, like, I've had some in-depth conversations about some things that were updates in my life and other formats or like other things as those conversations but I'm genuinely like it's just hard especially because it's like you know it's kind of like okay do you show up everywhere do you show like like for me so I'm like grids and and stories are like two different things it's like do you show up at both all the time like do you also it's just a lot like there's a lot of ways to share and we're not all going to be able to do all of them because it's exhausting yeah no um absolutely not so yeah i think like i said there's no right whatever way you're choosing to show up for whatever thing that you're doing and if it's working then it's the right way for you it may not be the right way for everyone else and i think the more we start to accept that reality it, in every aspect it's not just professional it's very much in personal life too like i think we need to stop the comparison game and right. stop feeling like we have to be a certain place like it's so funny because there's so many milestones. And I think when you said like the dating thing, I think the issue is that we're older. So our friends very much were told or were, were thinking that they would be in serious relationships by a certain age. And so now it's like the requirement is that like, I have to have this kind of partner, this romantic partner in my life or else I didn't do the thing. Like I didn't meet the stage. I didn't check that box off in the life cycle. And so I'm failing at romantic partnership or having a life partner. And it's like, not the case. I'm sure they're doing fine. <laughs> like right. what you're doing is fine. Like it's fine. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with what you're doing. Like it's great. The life you're living is fine. But because we the expectations are you have kids, you ha- you know you, have, you get married, you get your 2.5 kids in a house, um, your minivan, your pet, and your 401k that has millions of dollars for you to retire at 65 for some reason. Like all of that's supposed to happen, and supposed that's, and it, that's it doesn't, reality. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't. And, and, it, and it doesn't happen for most. Like, by the way, it didn't happen for most people, right. even in those generations before. It's like, let's not create the realistic like situation that like all boomers had all the things. Most of them didn't. Um, so even fewer, even like the greatest generation, not all of them did. Even fewer right. boomers, even fewer Gen X, even fewer millennials. Gen Z may be able to fix it. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, Gen Alpha may have it together, but I can tell you as the generations go by, it's less and less attainable to have that quote unquote, like American dream or what the dream was for your heterosexual, like and it's, perfect it's so life. It's crazy to think like, why on earth would you want exactly what the person next to you has? That's so weird to me. Like we're all so different. So like, but that's why, why they is- developed suburbia. It was like, let's move out of the cities. Let's move to the suburbs. Let's have the same exact house, drive the same exact car. All have our kids go to the oh, same exact weird. schools. We have a boy like, and a girl. Would, like, why on earth would people be like, oh, you're all ready to get married at the same time. And you're all ready to have kids at the same time. Like that's, or want have kids or want the same amount. It's like, that's so strange. Or be married to the same way. Or be, again, like I said, be straight. Like, wild. Yeah, they're, like, they're wild. all such like um, personal decisions. So it's just like, so yeah, strange. you have to live with those decisions. And I think that's the, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people learn about that after they've kind of committed and they start to undo they're kind of like oh I was on the wrong path that was not the path for me um so I, I do think there is some discernment but I hope what I'm saying is making sense I understand that with yeah. a long roundabout way of talking about it um but just there is no right way there's no perfect way as you are growing into yourself you are learning the ways that work for you and that will always change because you will never be the same person for every single different um point of your life like you will always be changing and evolving and you have to learn about who that new person is and guess what 
the people around you have to learn and adjust about who that new person is. And not all people make it to the next season of your TV show. Amen. It's Moesha. Yeah, every not everybody, not everybody's gonna make the cast. Like not everybody's gonna make the cast. But in the Moesha, who else was there? Who was left? Right. (laughs) Moesha was. She was Uh. it. So my last uh, lesson from 2023 has been how to ask for help and more importantly, how to accept help. Um, And I have to start this off by saying that I am a Capricorn. And if you don't follow astrology. We probably should have started that in your intro. intro, I didn't start everything off with like my my big three. But um, yes, I am a Capricorn son and I do not like help. And I think that if and I don't do anything perfect, I have failed. Um, and I'm, I'm recovering from that, right? Like I'm getting so much better at that, but that is how I have lived a lot of my life. If I am not an absolute, per- like perfect at something, then I have failed at it. And if I need help, then I used to see that as, as failure as well. And so this is something that I've actively worked on a lot, especially this year. Um, and I've also learned that like, cause to me, I thought when you need help, it's like, if you have reached rock bottom, right? Like you are, you are like on the floor, there is no girl. Way you to needed go. the help before like, you got to the floor. Right. <laughs> get the help before like, you. Get I, to the floor. I thought that that's what people like when they ask for help. I just assume like, oh, people like that's what what people must be doing when they like ask for help. And I was like, I'm not in that situation. Like, I still have other things I can do, so I'm never gonna ask for help. That's always like the way I've looked at it. But now I'm like, you can just ask for help for like little things, and it makes your life easier. And I didn't know that. So, for example, this is gonna be like such a funny example to you guys. This just shows you how how ridiculous I I was as a person. So there was this weekend that happened just recently where I was moving, right? Not far, just from one part of celebration to another, um, but moving and a move is still a move um, after like two and a half years in the same spot. So, you know, it's like we had all of our stuff settled in and we're moving it down the street. And then I also was hosting um, the office party for our brokerage. And then I also was going to uh, the gala for your kid's school. And so there was a lot going on in like a three day period. And I was like, this is going to be, this is going to be a bit exhausting, right? Like, how am I going to navigate this? So I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I can wear the same dress to both of these events because they're both like Christmas parties and whatever, but one has um, an Alice in Wonderland theme and and I really need something for that. But like, I'm not going to have the time to go shopping and I don't even know what I would, would get to like make that pull the like I, I'm just I'm overwhelmed right so I just simply send our friend Krista a text and I'm like hey Krista I was like I have this event coming up and it's Alice in Wonderland theme do you have anything I could borrow for the night and she's like yeah no problem and then we met up for lunch and she handed me like a bag full of stuff accessories that I could use and like it made my whole week so much easier I know that sounds crazy but it's like I didn't have to then go out to like several stores to look for the accessories I was going to bring and whatever. And again, like I know in the grand scheme of things, it sounds like, wow, Christmas, like that's not that hard. You just like borrowed accessories from a friend. But for me, it was hard. Okay. <laughs> like for me to ask for anything, it's like, I don't want to do it. Like I, I want to be like, no, I should have it together enough to where I should. But I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm not, uh, you know, Doctor Who and I'm not in charge of time. So I can't add more hours in the day to go out and, and pick up the Alice in Wonderland accessories. So just the simplicity of her doing that for me, it added hours to my week, right? And it just made like, then I wasn't as stressed out about everything. Um, so just simple things like that make all the difference. Another great example is recently, you know, I had an opportunity to possibly do a contract that was going to be like a larger contract with a person for a long time. And I was a little bit like, 
something in my gut feeling was like, this feels off. And so I brought it up to you and you were able to connect me to another person who has worked with these people and they were able to give me some feedback and I was able to be like, oh, okay, that gut feeling was correct and I probably should not take that contract. And not only did that like save me in the moment, but for probably the next six months, right, of probably being in a difficult uh, difficult work relationship, which I've just gotten out of a difficult work relationship. So I, I'm happy to not be heading into another one. So just the simplicity of just being like, Hey, like, can I have help with this little thing? And you don't have to be like falling apart to ask for help, which is like a whole new concept to me this year. <laughs> like, I'm like, like wow. Brand like, new concept. I'm like, you can what actually just be doing okay. But being like, Hey, if I ask somebody for this thing that probably isn't a big deal to them, it would make my life a lot easier. And then, you know, I am getting help, but it's like not a huge deal. And I've always been like, let me help other people, but I've never, I, I don't want them to help me back. Um, and, and it can just literally be with anything. And I'm just very much. We like, just have problems from our upbringings. That's it, a it, it is a trauma response. It is a trauma <laughs> response. Definitely. I want to be like, how can I be, you know, of use and be helpful to other people? But I don't want to feel as if I owe them anything. So I don't want anything back. So I've been yeah, we got to go to on therapy on it. <laughs> in a huge way this year. And it's, it's definitely true for those of the naysayers. If you are wondering, listen, I have lived it this year. Just ask for help, accept for help. You do not have to be at rock bottom to receive help. You do not have to do anything to receive help. You are worthy of receiving help just as you are right now. It does not mean you failed. It is just fine. And honestly, it's going to make your whole life probably so much easier. And you're going to be like, wow, like I could have been leaving, living with more ease this entire time. Cause I am trying to like, I know like the whole soft girl era is like a trend on social media or whatever, but also I want it for me. Like I am, I am, I am feeling it. I'm like, <laughs> yes, please. I love it. Soft girl era. Like let, you know, granted, I'm still going to be out here working and, and being a boss bitch. Cause that's just the way that life is right now. But also, let's let's find ways to get closer into that softness and not not do everything the hardest way that needs to be done. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you can collaborate on something that's going to be ten times easier than if you did it on your own. So, yeah. Um, and, and another note for community um, for folks who are looking for ways to continue to foster their community or keep it engaged or keep it highlighted. This is a great opportunity of showing up when people do need help. Not even when they ask for help, but when you are clear, if, like I said, we were talking, <laughs> you, you know, we brought up this person. I was like, I don't know. So I, I and I was like, hey, I want to ask this person about this person. And you never said do it or not. I did it anyway. I literally texted right. our mutual person. I was like, hey, she probably is going to be mad that I asked you. I don't care. We need to get the tea on whether or not this is a good situation because some of the flags are red and we do not want to be driving in, you know, but this is not six flags. We're not doing that. Um <laughs> And yeah. it turned out you'd be right. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah. as a, as a, friend, and I will as a person, say, like you and Krista have forced help on me for the past several years. And I've just, this year, like I finally folded, but you guys have both forced it on me for years. You're like, Oh no, you're going to take this help. <laughs> and sometimes you have, you sometimes have, you have to force people to yeah. be in or give people things. So not every, like I said, a lot of us have trauma responses from either like growing up in not the best financial situations. A lot of people, especially those of us who have single parents, single parents, millennials, hey, hey, I know I'm talking to you, hit dogs, no holler. Um, we are the problem. Like we can't take help because our, our mothers did not have help. And so therefore right. we cannot, we don't do it. We just don't accept it. Um, so for those of us who are in that era, who have those issues, but you can give people help or give people options. And if you're in a position to do it, just do it. And, no, and again, 
helping someone is not expecting someone back things back in return. Like it's not a transaction. It's very much if you're at a place where you can do something in the heart, you have the time, opportunity to do it, just do it. Like it, it's not hurting anybody. It's going to probably help someone. And it's really going to leave a lasting impression on the way you view people. Because I really do think some of the people who've like taken an extra step and they've done it in a way that's been like sneaky and because they know me and they know I'm not going to accept help and they've gone out of their way to like be helpful. Um, I really appreciate it. I, I very much do. I get very annoyed that they did it. But I do appreciate it because it makes me think that they obviously see the the need or the want or, or want to help out in some way, but they know that their time is limited and this is the way that they can do it. I think that's so special when you have people who do things like that. So if you are, again, looking for ways to help foster your community, I think helping people is a great way. And again, like you said, I think it's so beautiful to say that everyone is deserving of help. You are deserving of help. Write that down. That's a mantra for your 2024. If you've been a like hard ass like the rest of us, um, you are actually worthy of help and you don't have to be struggling at rock bottom to receive help. It can be for the smallest thing. So I absolutely love that thinking and that thought process and making that part of your 2024 um, thought process as you're looking for improvement for yourself. Well, I hope that y'all have taken away a lesson from our 2023 learning situations. Um, Hopefully, like, you've maybe already mastered some of these. You've conquered them. If you haven't, like, trust us on it. You don't have to go through it, sis. Like, we already did it. So just just take the lesson and, and apply it so that 2024 is looking up already. And if you guys had some lessons that you learned this year and you want to share them with us, please do. Um, Hard and Hustle podcast Instagram is probably going to be the easiest way to communicate with us. So head over there, jump in our DMs, be like, listen, this is what I learned in 2023. Let's save the other people from having to learn the same lesson. Uh, Because that is the way to move forward quickly, right? Like just listen to other people and be like, okay, they learned that. Let me not put myself through it, right? Um, So yeah. Please, please, community in in 2024, no matter how big, no matter how small, whether it's local or online, but find a community in in some way, shape or form. And a lot of these other lessons and a lot of these other things are going to kind of solve themselves a lot faster because you are in community with other people. And as humans, I truly believe we are meant to be in community with other people. And I feel like America does us a huge disservice in promoting like so much individualism instead of like a culture of community so that's something we've really got to be we have to be the change like we really do like we're out here you know adults in america so if we don't like the culture like we've got to change it so push for community in 2024 so fun as always please rate and review us on your favorite podcast listening area device thing uh, platform is the word that I was actually looking for. Your, your podcast platform. <laughs> Rusty. I'm like the same. I was like, um, what's the thing? Yeah, what are words? The where everything put me. The things are. Um, we are available everywhere that syndicates and aggregates with podcasting. So we're there on any podcast hosts that are still left. You know what I mean? Podcast players are also out of way um yeah so please do because that's how people find us thank you all to those of you who did in 2023 we actually got five star reviews on on that green app very much thank you and appreciate you that was part of our spotify wrapped and uh, shout out to australia because y'all are out there listening to us hey, so that's giving girl, us an hey. excuse to be out in out in australia i didn't realize we were popping in australia so if you're an australian listener come say hello on the socials as christmas said we're heart and hustle podcast on instagram and yeah 
will be around for the next couple weeks. So we will see you in the following weeks. Enjoy the rest of your week and be safe. Bye, guys. See you next week. Bye.